Hey guys, I'm Quinn. Uh, I'm going to read uh, the scripture we're going over today. It's uh, from Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 15. This is starting from verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turn your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk, whose walk is blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Thanks, Quinn. Uh, so great to have you all out here tonight. Um, if you were here last week, you may have heard this introduction already, but I want to let you know what we're up to this semester. If this is your first time here, our series this fall is called The Path to Life, um, Explorations and Wisdom from the Old Testament and New Testament. And I want to give you a backstory on why we're speaking on this. Something that comes up really often um, in my conversations with students, and when I think back to my own life when I was in college, uh, man, I sure could use a little bit more wisdom when it comes to making decisions. Something that's really funny, I don't know if any of you have experienced this dynamic, but when I was in high school, like, I was like, I want to make my own decisions. I'm so tired of people making my decisions for me, telling me what classes I have to take, what time I need to be home, where I need to go, and giving my sister a ride. I want some freedom. And uh, funny enough, this has only increased as I've gotten older. I experienced this in college, but even more so after I graduated and got married. Once I was able to make my own decisions, I was like, shoot, I wish somebody would just tell me what to do. Because life is complex, isn't it? Um, when you get to college, there are all these added layers that start developing into scenarios where you are going to be faced with choices uh, and how to react how to care for friends, what words to speak, what words to keep inside, uh, where to go, what to do when you get there, uh, what are you going to study, what career are you going to pursue, how are you going to spend your free time, who are you going to date, are you ready to date? There are so many questions uh, that are going to be on our minds and it really doesn't get any easier after you graduate, I hate to tell you. I remember one time uh, when my wife and I had been married for about a year and a half, and we moved to this new town, and I took this job, and I was so naive, I told my friends when I was moving, this job is going to be so great, I feel like I'm retiring at age 23. What a dumb thing to say. <laughs> As if I should want to retire at age 23. Um, and so I got into this job, and I realized, wow, this situation is not what I thought it was, and I feel like my moral integrity is actually being compromised if I do what is being required of me by my superiors. That was a tough position to be in. 
I didn't know what to do. My wife didn't know what to do. I called my parents and they're like, yeah, we love you. We're praying for you. Good luck. And I'm like, snap. I don't have what it takes to handle this. Um, I don't know if any of you have ever had a similar feeling, but boy, I sure have felt like I could use some more wisdom at times. And that's what's really led me uh, and uh, Bob and the rest of our staff here at the church to thinking that a series on wisdom is something that we could all benefit from. And man, have I benefited from studying my own uh, time in the book of Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and James, and kind of getting ready to craft this season together uh, over the next few months. And so where we started off last week, to give you some uh, context if you weren't here, we talked about the beginning of wisdom. And doesn't wisdom kind of seem like a nebulous topic where it's wisdom, it's out there, but how does this function in my life? Uh, how does wisdom meet me in my situation today? And last week we began with kind of setting the context for wisdom. The prerequisite for wisdom is this. Uh, we looked at Proverbs chapter 1, focusing on verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So it's not about your IQ. Uh, it's not about whether or not you've taken philosophy classes or you drink a lot of green tea so you feel really wise like a Chinese philosopher. Um, wisdom is about fearing the Lord, finding yourself in right relationship with God, knowing who He is by His Word, and then accepting that with your heart, allowing your emotions to be changed by knowledge of who God is. That's what the fear of the Lord is all about. And so this passage Quinn just read for us, Proverbs 2, verses 1 through 15, where we're going to take off tonight and really uh, dig into is this question, where does wisdom come from? Uh, and I want to read the verse again, just so it's fresh in all of our minds. I don't know if you're like me, but I've got to hear something twice if I'm going to process it. So if you have a Bible, please open it up. Um, if you don't, you can bring one next time, or you can pull out your phone and look at it that way. We're going to be working through the text here a little bit, and you may want to jump back into it at a few different points. So here we are in verse 1. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He upholds victory in store for the upright. He is a shield to those whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who lead the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in wrongdoing and rejoice in the perverseness of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. So that's where we're at. And what I really want to aim to do is kind of demystify wisdom, help us to understand where it comes from, what it is, and the benefits of wisdom to our life and how to really obtain it. And so these first two weeks of our series are pretty general. I feel like we need to wrap our minds around what wisdom is. And then throughout the rest of the semester, we're going to look at specific pieces of wisdom, um, specific passages that apply to our Christian walk and what that means for the way we can handle those situations as followers of Christ. So here we are. Uh, I really want to focus on verse 6 to start off with, and that really addresses this question of where does God 
Uh, where does wisdom come from? And so what we see is, for the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And so really at the heart of wisdom is this. It's accepting and applying God's word. At its core, wisdom is about living with perspective that reflects God's revealed truth in Scripture. Um, learning in pursuit of knowledge and understanding of the Word, and also seeing how God's Word has worked out in our lives through experience. Um, we interact with God's Word in the way that we live, and it comes to life. Uh, as God speaks to us through His Spirit, we're reminded of His Word as we live out our walk. Um, and so, really, something that's important for us to grasp is that wisdom isn't just about gaining theoretical insight, um, that you could write down the answer on it, the question of the test. If someone asks you, what is the wise choice in this situation? Uh, that's not what wisdom is about. Wisdom is about practical application, putting knowledge into action and making the right choices. Uh, so it's not primarily what you know. Uh, you may have heard this phrase before, but it's about what you do with what you know. Um, so not about what you know, but what you do with what you know. Man, that was kind of wordy. And so let's move on here. Verses 3 and 4. We should seek wisdom. We should desire wisdom. We should pursue it with our time and energy. Uh, verses 3 and 4 say it this way. If you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, if you look for it as for silver and search for it as hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And this is really a theme that runs all throughout the Proverbs. Listen to these other verses. Uh, Proverbs 3, this is 13 through 15. Blessed are those who find wisdom, those who gain understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. In an unstable money market, that is a wise investment. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. And so here's uh, chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. Get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget my words or turn away from them. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom, though it costs you all you have. Get understanding. And uh, I just love the bluntness of that verse. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. <laughs> that must be pretty important, huh? And so, when we look at those verses, it just shows us the benefits of wisdom, the wealth that is in wisdom, we're to dedicate ourselves to pursuing it. Um, remember what we saw in verse 6? Uh, we need to channel our efforts to pursue wisdom in the right direction. Uh, growth in wisdom is not just about seeking out good advice from experts. If you want good advice from experts, you can find it in like 10 seconds on your phone. What is the meaning of life? Google search and you've got your answer. But is that wisdom? Um, knowledge and understanding. There's a true source of where wisdom comes from, and that true source is from God. And living in light of the eternal truth of God's ways that are revealed in Scripture is what wisdom is all about. And uh, we see that there are benefits to living in a wise way, and that's verses 7 through 10 of this passage. Uh, we see that through wisdom, God will guard your walk. What does that mean? Um, first off, it doesn't mean that you won't struggle with sin, but it does mean that a very real, in a very real and tangible way, God will be with you as you struggle with sin, and He's going to protect you in that. He's going to be working on your behalf and keeping you from falling. Uh, so wisdom keeps us on track, living in such a way that we can be in right relationship with God, 
reflecting through our actions what he's done in our lives. And wisdom leads us to understanding, we also see there, of what goodness really looks like. Man, our perspective on what is really good sure can be skewed when we don't have God at the center of our perspective, can it? Um, we can lose track of what life is all about, um, what is worthy of our pursuit, what is worthy of our time, what is worthy of our effort. And when we center ourselves on Christ, on who God is, finding it in the truth of Scripture, the way in which we view goodness is entirely changed. And so wisdom leads us to experience life the way it's meant to be lived. And, you know, we see in the passage that wisdom should lead us to experience joy. And uh, if you've been here for five minutes, you'll recognize we're not a health and wealth gospel church. I'm not telling you that if you follow the truths laid out in Scripture, then your life is going to be awesome and you're going to graduate from college and make $100,000 and you're never going to get sick and your dog's going to be good looking and your children aren't going to bark. Um, and so... Um, this isn't about superficial joy. I know what I said. <laughs> you guys are like, he's losing it. It's only the second week. Uh, so wisdom isn't about superficiality. It's not about this momentary happiness. It's about lasting, deep, and real joy that goes beyond circumstances. That's what godly wisdom leads us to. And so we see the folly in living an alternative to this kind of lifestyle there in verses 12 through 15. Um, Wisdom will keep you walking in the path that leads to destruction. And so we have laid out before us very clearly what wisdom is about. Uh, we see that it's worthy of our pursuit. We see how it benefits us. But I think that if we're being entirely honest, that all of us kind of still have this feeling that wisdom can be a little more far off than we'd appreciate, especially in those moments when we need it most. Um, I've never met another believer who told me, wow, I am really satisfied with my ability to make wise choices. Like, God has really brought me to the place where I've got it figured out, and nothing challenges me. Um, I've never met anyone who said that, and man, I, I really don't think I'm going to. Um, because this is what I want to say to you, our growth and wisdom is a work with God. We aren't left to obtain it on our own. Um, Listen to James 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. God will give you wisdom. God wants us to live more and more in light of his word, and he's going to work by his spirit in our lives to allow us to experience his word more and more. Um, and he doesn't just leave us to accomplish that through our own hard work. He asks us to ask him to come behind us with his power to equip us for what we need to live in a wise way. And God is powerful to do that. Um, what I want to say to you is that wisdom isn't just, isn't just this concept of developing an understanding and doing it on your own. Wisdom is an act of faith. It's an act of faith. Living in that tension of saying, God, I believe Meet me in this. Give me the wisdom, the ability, the faith to step out and trust that you're going to be with me as I act on your word, as I act on how you revealed yourself to me through my experiences. And God is going to meet us in this. Listen to these words from Ephesians. This is chapter 1, verses, 1, verses 17 through 21. He says, this is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus, this church of diverse people, uh, Jews and Gentiles, struggling to realize how to live together 
uh, in harmony as followers of Christ. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms above all rule and authority, power and dominion in every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but in the age to come. What a powerful verse. The power of God that he has to grow you in wisdom and knowledge is that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead after his death on the cross. That is big power. That is big news. As followers of Christ, our growth in wisdom isn't primarily about what we can do, but it's about holding fast in faith and belief to what God has already accomplished in Christ. Wow. What God has already done on our behalf to develop wisdom in us through the person of Christ. I love it how, um, listen to this reference to Christ in Colossians. This is Colossians 2, 2 through 3. Paul refers to Christ as the mystery of God and whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's Christ, the mystery of God in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.30 says it this way. It is because of God that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Uh, so, in short, what Paul is saying is, it's because of God that you have faith in Christ, and Christ is the wisdom of God. So, if you live in, live in faith in Christ, which he just said is a gift from God, then wisdom is going to come. So what it's all about is keeping your eyes on Christ. Uh, that's amazing. God not only has made wisdom known, but he's bringing us to wisdom as a result of faith in Christ. So as we keep our eyes in Christ, he's going to grow us in wisdom. So I want to give you a few practical takeaways here, just to be thinking about. So do you want to see wisdom grow in your life? Uh, these steps that we've looked at. First of all, pursue understanding of God's Word. Wisdom is stored in God's Word. Mine it out like the silver, the gold, the precious rubies that it is. Um, I have also never met anyone who regretted their time pursuing the wisdom of God in Scripture or in prayer. Uh, it is worth your investment, and God uh, will enrich your life and your knowledge of Him and your walk with Him as you invest yourself in pursuing Him in Scripture and in prayer. The second thing I want to say to you is this. As you're faced with decisions and trials and the complexity that I'm sure all of your lives is, uh, the situations in front of you, trust God in faith as He grows you in wisdom. He's present with you. He cares about you deeply. and He doesn't leave you to grow on your own in these situations. His resurrection power that we talked about is available to you that you might know him more deeply. So we can come to these situations we're faced with in confidence, knowing that God has laid out a path before us, and that we can make a choice with courage, knowing that God is with us as we choose, even though we may not have certainty. We can step out in faith based on our knowledge of God and our faith that he's going to be with us in the midst of it. And so that's what I encourage you with 
uh, tonight. Wisdom is an act of faith. Trust God. Believe His Word. Seek Christ. And so, uh, yeah, now that we've laid the groundwork for wisdom, I'm really looking forward to these next few weeks. And uh, digging into a little bit more specific wisdom on how to live out our lives as followers of Christ. And I really hope you'll join us. Uh, I would love it if you guys have friends who you think would benefit from being in a community uh, of mixed believers from all different areas of campus. Just bring them out. And uh, yeah, I also look forward to getting to know you all. If you're new here and I haven't met you yet, I would love to meet you. So uh, please introduce yourself to me. And if you are new, you've been here for a while. I encourage you to meet someone new too. So, band, why don't you guys come forward? I'm going to pray for us. Father, what a, what a gift it is that we can come before your word and that you uh, give us knowledge and understanding of who you are and uh, what you've done in the world. Um, you're our creator. You're our sustainer. And uh, God, you're up to something. You are up to making all things new, and uh, you give us the gift of being able to be in relationship with you, that we might partner with you in your work, of making your name known throughout all the world, and uh, right here in Bloomington. So, God, we pray that you would equip us with what we need to accomplish uh, your will for our lives. And uh, we pray that you would give us wisdom in our friendships, in our families, in our academics, uh, in relationships. As we think about our future, God, and uh, as you grow us in wisdom through our growth and understanding of your word, I pray that you would also grow us in faith, uh, recognizing that those two things are intimately connected, God, and that uh, you are our sustainer, and that through the work of Christ, you've uh, secured wisdom on our behalf, and you're going to grow us in wisdom as we follow you and keep our eyes fixed on you throughout the course of our lives. So give us faith to more fully believe in what you've accomplished uh, through the work of Christ and to live that out each day of our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.